For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions. I'm your host, Derek Gokri, right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is the show where I believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. We are in the middle of June here, and a lot of people will tell you, man, there's just nothing going on with the NFL. It's dead period, and a lot of times I try to fight that uh, narrative, but... It's been true. I mean, other than just trying to talk about how they're opening facilities and trying to figure all that out, there really has not been any Detroit Lions news to speak of. I did a um, podcast on my Detroit Lions, uh, actually my Detroit Kool-Aid cast podcast I do on, on Wednesdays and Fridays with my buddy Grifka. And I think it was a week or two ago, I did a solo show and I talked about the Lions signing Jadavion Clowney right before the July 4th holiday. I feel like nobody has mentioned the Lions. The Lions are one of the only teams that have money to sign Clowney. They definitely need a defensive end. They have no pass rush whatsoever. It makes way too much sense. I know he's not the perfect, you know, player. Uh, He's not the perfect Matt Patricia type player. He's not, hasn't lived up to all the expectations. But when I turn on the tape and I see Jadavion Clowney, I notice him. I don't care if he's gotten three sacks, five, ten sacks. He he's he's blowing up offensive linemen. He's getting after the run game. He's able to make plays. So, you know, the Lions have been really really careful with their money. You know, they obviously need to resign Kenny Galladay and Taylor Decker. Uh, I believe they will do both of those. But if you want to make a big splash in 2020 and you want to get back to where you should have been last year without all the injuries and whatnot, Javion Clowney wants to get paid. You need a rush end. He's a physical beast, number one overall pick. I say go make it happen. I predicted it will happen right before that 4th of July holiday, and it will set the um, Detroit Lions world on fire. You know, the fan base would go crazy if that came out of the woodwork. You know, it's been talked about some of these other teams. What if just all of a sudden the Lions go big on him? They sign him for, I think I said I would go up to, um, I think I was in that $16 million range. You know, put him just a little bit below Flowers, but, uh, you know, and less than he originally wanted, but still more than, you know, 10, 12 million, which some people are talking about now on a one-year deal for him, so... I say go get them. So if you didn't check that out, again, you can go check out the Detroit Kool-Aid cast uh, that you can find that on any podcast platform that you enjoy. And uh, like I said, Mondays, we do this show. Wednesdays and Fridays, I, I'm on that show with my buddy Grifka. Sometimes we do solo shows, but uh, definitely check that out. Hit that subscribe button and uh, get more Lions content. Definitely got to do that while the season's about to ramp up here in about a month. 
let's let's do this. This is what I want to do on the show today. It's going to be a bit of a different show. Like I say, there's not a ton of news and notes. I want to get you guys familiar with some of the 2020 NFL draft names by position. I'll give you the name, the school for the top five at each position. That way, you guys that love college football, I haven't heard a ton. You know, if college football is going to go off as scheduled or if there's going to be major issues... It seems like a coin flip at this point, but I'm really hoping that we will get college football as expected. And sometimes it's just knowing the names, knowing the schools, knowing the positions, knowing the people to kind of keep your eye on. Because I'll admit, when I read off a lot of these names, give these guys to you, these are just people I'm just getting familiar with as well. Throughout the season, I try to keep up with what they're doing. And then obviously when the season ends and, and as we head towards draft season is when I really get familiar with a lot of these football players, but still fun to know their names. So we'll do that off the top. And then the back part of the show, I want to tell you guys, I've done some episodes previously on my other show about it, but I don't think I've done any here on believe B L E A V and lions. Um, I want to talk about this fantasy league that I've done since 2018. I created it from scratch. It's basically as close as you can get to be an NFL general manager I uh, replicated every NFL team, the players, their salaries, everything. It's a 32-team fantasy league, 53-man rosters, like I say, built off the 2018 football team, and then we've been able to create it from there. So I'm going to... I'm just going to walk you through in general strokes my draft classes the last couple years and my free agent classes. So tell you the guys I brought in, the guys I drafted, some of the dollar figures involved. Like I say, a lot of people will sit here and tell you what they would have done, what you should have done, what they could have done when it comes to team building or what the Lions screwed up on. But this is about as close as I can get to actually being able to make the decisions myself with dollars involved, with a salary cap, with you know, 31 other teams all vying for players as well. It's really fun. It's a really great league. I'm really proud of where my Detroit Lions are as we head into the 2020 season here. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Let's not mess around anymore. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about these 2021 prospects. And like I say, I mean, the draft is my favorite event, but I never claimed to be a college football expert. I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan. I keep up on them, all their games. I'm not even a big recruiting guy. I don't know all the kids that are coming in from high school and whatnot, but I, I do like college football the more I'm getting involved with pro football focus. You know, I, I obviously get to watch a lot more games and get um, to see a lot more players before I used to. But the draft is my favorite. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm not a college football nut at the core. Like, by the time the draft comes around, I know all these guys pretty pretty soundly. And uh, But it's great to get it out right now. So let, let's go ahead and start the quarterback position the number one player in the country and everybody's, you know, top of their draft board is Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. He's a dynamic talent in college. I'm interested to see how he'll translate. He's obviously got all the skills, you know, is he a a top flight quarterback at the next level? We'll see. I I definitely think he has everything. We'll just see how he can be a leader and and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, Justin Fields out of Ohio state is number two. Um, 6'2", 223 pounds out of Ohio State. You got Jamie Newman, the quarterback out of Georgia. Uh, Brock Prudy, he's a quarterback out of Iowa State. And K.J. Costello, quarterback, um, Mississippi State. I believe he was at Stanford before, um, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, 
like I say, these are all coming from this is basically the draft network. That's one of the main websites I use. If you haven't checked them out, please check them out. Um, this is basically their, their list. And uh, as, as I get familiar, I'll move some of these players around and kind of adjust my rankings from there. Move to the running back position. You got Tra- Travis ETN, um, dynamic running back out of Clemson. This kid's really fun to watch. 5'10", 210 pounds. Um, speed for days. Um, Going to be really electric, I think, at the next level. Chubba Hubbard, um, one of the greatest names of all time. Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> um from Oklahoma State, redshirt junior, six feet, two oh seven. Um, he he was projected to come out this past draft and went back. Same with ETN, he went back as well. So they they will be at the top of the class. Uh, two very good running back. Keep your eye on there. We've got Zamir White. He's a running back, Georgia, only a redshirt sophomore. Look for him to uh, to blow up there at Georgia. They have a running back factory going with Ch- Sony Michelle Chubb. Um, our boy in Detroit, DeAndre Swift. I mean, they just keep pumping them out left and right year after year. Next one we have is Max Borgie, um, running back out of Washington State. He's a junior, 5'9", 195 pounds. And then another great name to keep an eye on from a school I'm not a very big fan of, Master Teague, running back, Ohio State, redshirt sophomore. I mean, Ohio State again. Biggest rival of Michigan. Ohio State has one of the greatest recruiting classes of all time coming out. I recently read Michigan doing well, but still kind of in that top five. It's going to be hard to to deal with that team. They just keep bringing in football players. So going to be crazy. Uh, wide receivers, Jamar Chase is a really high top player in this draft class as well. Dynamic player out of LSU, 6'1", 200 pounds. We all saw what he did last year with Joe Burrow, and uh, he's just... He's just a stud, no doubt about it. The second player I had on the list here at running back is going to have to get readjusted because it just came out that his season's over and people are unsure what his health status is going to be going into the NFL and if there's going to be any major issues there. Justin Ross, wide receiver, Clemson, only a junior. I mean, 6'3", 205. This guy reminded me a lot of A.J. Green when I watched him. He just had skills for days, could go get it real long and lanky. Um... I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going to come of that. I think it was a spinal um, type injury, some something in that realm. And uh, yeah, he's he's done and people don't know what's where he's going to come out. So have to readjust him. No doubt about it. I'll give you six here just because Justin Ross kind of off the board. Uh, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. He's kind of the next in that crop of receivers. And he's followed by his teammate, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. So they're going to be loaded up again. No doubt about it. We got Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota after that. And Rondale Moore, wide receiver Purdue, will probably sneak into that top five once uh, Justin Ross has moved down. Rondale Moore is fun to watch. Only 5'9", 175 pounds. I mean, 175 is tiny for the NFL, but you watch this guy and all he does is make plays. Um, He's going to be dynamic, I think, at the next level if he could stay healthy. Let's move to tight ends. Got Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. He's 6'5, 240 pounds. You got Brevin Jordan, tight end out of Miami. You've got, let's see, you got Pat Freermuth. Uh, he's the tight end out of Penn State. Matt Bushman, tight end BYU. And Luke Farrell, tight end Ohio State. I wonder if that's 
Luke Farrell's son or something. And then they have a Farrell who's coaching Ohio State a few years ago. But you, as you can see there, I mean, you got Ohio State, Penn State, Miami, Florida. Um, those guys will be all over your TV when college football gets going. So keep an eye on them. The interior offensive lineman, Creed Humphrey, interior from Oklahoma. I can't remember if he's going to be a center or guard coming out, but he's a top prospect to watch. Wyatt Davis, Ohio State. Trey Smith, Tennessee. Josh Myers, Ohio State. <laughs> Cade Mays, Tennessee. So you got, you got two Tennessee boys and two Ohio State boys there in the top five. I mean, lots of Ohio State players here, which frustrates me but like say you got to know them for the nfl draft once they get out of college you don't care where they came from we'll take we'll take buckeyes on the on the detroit Lions, no doubt about it offensive tackles you got gosh i I need to figure out this name here because he's a top player he's number two overall right now on the draft network penny swell see well uh offensive tackle oregon i totally butchered that i'm sure but like i say i'll know it by draft time number two overall six five 325 pound tackle out of oregon you got walker little the offensive tackle out of stanford samuel cosme offensive tackle texas he was another guy that we thought was going to come out this this past draft and decided to stay six seven 300 pounds really tall tackle Probably needs to put some weight on when you look at his weight there. Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle Clemson, and Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle Alabama. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Defense, we've got Marvin Wilson, interior defensive lineman, Florida State, 6'5", 311 pounds, sixth ranked overall. Marvin Wilson, another guy that went back to school. He's, he's a beast. Keep your eye on him. Uh, Christian Barmore, uh, interior defensive tackle, Alabama. He's only a redshirt sophomore. I'm sure he'll be good as well. Jalen Twyman, defensive tackle, Pittsburgh. Tyler Shelvin, defensive tackle, LSU. And you got the kid Mathis, can't pronounce the first name, defensive tackle, Alabama. So as you can see, all these big schools are going to be in the top five. Part of what the Draft Network does, too, is they're sort of just projecting um, who who the best players are at this point. You obviously don't know who's going to come out, but you don't want to leave some of these redshirt sophomores and, and juniors off. You want to project them now, and then if they decide to stay, you can pull them off um, towards the end of the year once declarations are made. Defensive ends, you've got Gregory Rosua. Um, he's an edge player out of Iowa. Again, redshirt sophomore. i got to get more familiar with him, but he's the fifth-ranked player overall here on this list. Carlos Basham Jr., edge out of Wake Forest. you got Quincy Roche, edge out of Miami. Miami has a good amount of players here, so maybe they're on a resurgence. The U. Um, next player, finally get a Michigan boy here, Aiden Hutchinson, the edge, Michigan, only a junior, 6'5", 278 pounds. Anybody that's watched him knows he's a hustle player. He's becoming a physical beast and uh, always curious how those guys will translate at the next level because the next level is a little bit more about overall athleticism. But Hutch, I think, has everything you look for. They have him as the fourth defensive end. I hope he really balls out this year for Michigan and, and makes it at the next level. And then you've got Xavier Thomas, an edge from Clemson Jr. Um, keep an eye on him as well. 
uh, linebackers. You kind of lump the linebackers together as one right now, not outside, inside, or whatever it is, 3-4-4-3, just kind of call them linebackers. You got Mikai um, Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. Now, this guy was recently mocked to the Lions in a mock draft. You know, how much stock can you put in those when they're putting the Lions in the top five just because they're the Lions? Um, Parsons is number seven player overall, 6'2", 245, fun to watch, good football player, but the Lions have tons of linebackers. I mean, I feel like they go in another spot, but uh, you don't want to pass up on talent, there's no doubt. The next guy is another favorite of mine, Dylan Moses, linebacker, Alabama, another guy that went back to school. He's a dynamic football player. Nick Bolton, linebacker, Missouri. You've got, oh my goodness, there's no way I'm going to get this one. Um, you got a kid out of... Um, USC, I can't even pronounce the first or the last name, but it's cool that the end of his name starts with an IV. So he's he's something, something the fourth uh, linebacker, uh, ranked 40th overall. I'm sorry. I should have like learned or listened to a couple of these names before I got going, but uh, just giving you the basic here. Charles, Charles Snowden, linebacker, Virginia, is the fifth guy on the list. 6'7". Six, 6'7 at linebacker, 235 pounds, so a little bit different body build there. Let's move to the corners and safeties. We'll finish this out. Um, top corner on the board right now is Sean Wade, cornerback, guess where? Ohio State, um, 6'1", 194, just coming through that factory, eighth overall football player, so they just keep pressing out DBs, corners, safeties. Um, Patrick Sertan, the second, uh, cornerback out of Alabama, obviously, uh, you know, son of Sertan who played in the NFL. You've got Paulson Adembo, cornerback, Stanford, another big corner out at Stanford, 6'1". Six, six uh, Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia, 6'1", 185. And you've got Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech, um, 6'2", big, big player. They always kind of put out athletes at Georgia Tech. Finish out with the safeties, uh, Javon Holland, safety Oregon, only a junior. You've got, oh my goodness, another guy, this guy's from Florida State, let's say the last name, Nazaril Dean is about as close as I can get, safety, Florida State, 6'4", 215 pounds, 16th player overall, Holland, by the way, was ninth overall player at safety, so another kid to keep an eye on, another kid out of Oregon. Andre Sisco, safety out of Syracuse. Uh, surprising to see a Syracuse kid, um, you know, that high on the list with 26th overall from Syracuse at the safety position. Caden Stearns, safety out of Texas. Texas always seems to have a bunch of safeties as well. And then we'll finish it out with a Georgia boy, Richard LeCount, the third safety, Georgia, smaller guy, but uh, 57th overall. So. Um, there it is. I ran through them quick. I, I can't give you tons of analysis on each player. Obviously, I couldn't even pronounce some of the names, but that's how early we are in the draft process. But there's nothing else going on. And I'm like, let me give these people these names. You can at least go back, maybe write a couple of those down and say, man, when I watch Georgia, when I watch Ohio State, when I watch Oregon, when I watch Texas, you know, hopefully when I watch Michigan, um, you're going to be able to see quite a few football players that will be showing up on your draft radar before you know it. So always fun to know those ahead of time. I know the last couple of years, like I say, with PFF, I would uh, get those way in advance. That way, when I was watching a game, I'd be like, let, let me see who's on this team that's at least on the draft radar or ranked highly. Keep an eye on them or at least um, 
you know, have a little bit sen- better sense of, of who's there. Cause I, it was only a few years ago where I literally wouldn't even pick up anything other than what was going on with Michigan until after the season. And then I would have to see these names. I would have no frame of reference for their play style, who they were. And I would just read up on them, watch YouTube, kind of get familiar, listen to a whole bunch of experts. And then, um, you know, obviously mold my opinions from, from what I saw and heard from there. But Definitely earlier to better to do it earlier than later. So um, there it is. Top five prospects for the 2021 NFL draft as we sit now. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I will uh, tell you about this crazy reality sports online league that I've created. 32 teams, 53 man rosters. I'm not going to get into all the details, but I am going to give you my draft classes and my free agent classes, which you will um, definitely enjoy and uh, show you what my Detroit Lions team looks like. We'll do all that in a moment when we come right back. There is no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly coming back. With UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. And BetOnline has all the best odds lines for the upcoming games and matches. Looking for something other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, everybody, we're back. We're back in the house. We're here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. Um, Just a couple quick plugs before we get going. Uh, Please hit that subscribe button on iTunes or leave us a review. I know I don't ask for that a ton, but leaving a review on iTunes helps us out. you know, I, I don't badger people with it, so I don't have too many reviews on there, but it's definitely helpful if you could do that for me if you like the show. And uh, always sharing it with somebody else. If you know somebody else that loves the Lions and, and loves podcasts, um, send this to them. Tell them to check it out. Tell them to hit the subscribe button. It'll show up Monday morning. Um, be a really fun season. My first season here on Believe in Lions as we head into training camp. The games, you know, we'll do game reviews. We'll have lots to talk about once uh, real football is being played again. So can't wait for that. You can find this show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, TuneIn, Stitcher, all the different podcast platforms that you look for. And we really just appreciate everybody that listens, all the sponsors, everything that's going on here on Believe in Lions. So let's let's dive right into it. Like I say, this is this is a league I created in 2008. So basically I had the 2008 Detroit Lions roster and all their salaries. So you're talking about um, that was after Stafford got his extension. So he's at, you know, 28, 30 million bucks. You've got carry on Johnson. I got him on the rookie deal. got that rookie class on their rookie contracts and you had the rest of the team as constructed at that point. Now I won't go back into all my history of moves, but right off the bat, you know, I traded, I traded Marvin. I traded golden. I wanted to beef up at other positions. So I was able to obtain Joe Mixon as well as, um, you know, just other football players that I put a little bit more stock in, a little bit younger, better contracts, things like that. So right off the bat, I was wheeling a deal and trying to maneuver my roster. But like I say, this is 32 teams, 53-man rosters. Um, 
you know, if a guy makes $8 million as of 2008 uh, for a three-year deal, that's what we put in the system. It's uh, RSO is a great league. I mean, a lot of their leagues are contract-based and not this deep or complex. But um, if you haven't done a Reality Sports Online Fantasy League, I, you got to check it out. Just uh, put that in your old Google machine there and take you to the website, and you can find out and start a league with your friends. I think I'm in three or four now, along with all my other fantasy leagues. It's really fun. But like I say, so we had that 2018 team. We just rolled with it, um, made some trades, and then we head into 2019. Um, we we had the the draft, which um, the other thing we did with this league, it's not like your standard fantasy league where only offensive players count. I mean, you have a full defense, um, all the the defensive positions you'd expect, as well as we we average out the scoring. So a defensive tackle can score just as well or be just as important sometimes as a as a tight end, wide receiver, you know, whatever it may be. Um, obviously, there's going to be some differentiation. You know, there there may be a little bit of skew towards offense, but not anywhere near what you'd see in a normal league. And uh, that allows you in the draft to take, you know, defensive players, take really primetime guys at all types of spots and not have to worry about it. So, so we go five rounds, 32 teams uh, <laughs> um, deep on these drafts. So you can imagine lots of um, players, lots of digging for talent, but I'm pretty proud of, of who I've come up with these, these last couple of years. So let's go ahead and give you my 2019, the Oakry Detroit Lions draft class. So I did not pick in this draft until 222. So the 22nd pick in the second round, 54th overall. I remember, I don't have the details in front of me, but I actually traded up to get Christian Wilkins, interior defensive tackle Clemson. He was like the last big defensive player I felt on the board. I love his character. I love what he brings to the table as far as intensity. I liked his draft spot to the Miami Dolphins. So I got Christian Wilkins there deep in the second round. I I love that pick. He... Um, when you're talking about contracts in this rookie deal, it's kind of just like the NFL. You get these guys on low contracts for peanuts. So I got Christian Wilkins for the next four seasons locked up at only $1.2 million for the first year. And then by his fourth year, it's still at only 1.6. So um, you get great value in the draft, uh, especially the deeper it goes, the lower these contracts go. So Christian Wilkins was my uh, defensive centerpiece here. I had already felt like I was good on offense and he was the best player available. So I took him at 4'11", the 11th pick in the fourth round, 107 overall. I was able to get Jalen Ferguson, the edge out of Louisiana Tech. Um, This kid was the uh, sack you know, King, I think he set the all-time college record for sacks. I knew he was going to take a little bit of time in Baltimore because they're so stacked at all these different positions, but I felt like he'd come into his own probably in year two or three. I'm really happy to add him that late in the in the draft or in the mid-fourth round. Um, I had the next pick as well, 4-12. I took Julian um, Love, the cornerback out of Notre Dame, who went to the Giants. At 5-12, I was able to get David Long, cornerback out of Michigan. I got, a, I got an issue with David Long. He, he was, like, good in college. Everybody was really pumped about him heading into the draft process. He's only a junior. He went to the Rams. I felt like he had a good chance to, to do some things. He didn't do anything his first year. He was barely even either active or on the team. But then he got some late PT and seemed to do well. So I'm looking for bigger things from David Long just in general. But... I, I don't know. He he was the guy I wanted the Lions in real life to take, and he just has not uh, not performed as much at the next level. Um, 518, check this pick out, 146 overall. 
Charles Amenehue, the defensive tackle, defensive end out of Texas. I loved his tape. I wanted the actual Lions to take him, the Oak Creek Lions, snag him up here. He's been a good football player for the Houston Texans. Uh, excited to have him for the next few years. 519, had back-to-back picks again. I was able to get A-O, oh baby, Amani Oyewarie, the cornerback out of Penn State, uh, basically got him at 519. Would he go in the NFL draft right around there in the fifth round? <laughs> so uh, real-life um, mirroring fantasy football there. And at 525, my final pick in this draft, I thought this was a steal too. I thought this kid was a great running back coming out of college. I felt like he's big, thick, going to be able to score touchdowns. Devin Zigbo, the uh, running back out of Nebraska, he has uh, went to New Orleans, got cut, bounced around to Jacksonville, has never really got his chance. But in a league like this, you got to just hold on to players like that and and see how their career pans out. So I'm holding on to Zigbo, hoping that he gets a chance and does some things. But um, he may be just a backup special teamer in the league. We will wait and see. So that's my 2019 draft class. I was pretty happy. Uh, defensive heavy, obviously a couple uh, defensive, uh, three defensive linemen, three corners, and a running back. And uh, a lot of people, like I say, in this draft were going for offense. They were going for other positions. I was just trying to take really good football players at, at positions of need as they fell, and I felt I did that. In the free agent class, again, RSO, Reality Sports Online, is crazy. It's it's a live auction, but you're actually bidding on contract amounts. So, you know, these these four buttons they have at the top are telling you, you know, three years, 20 million, you know, two years, 18 million, and you got to sort of gauge where this guy is, balance your budget. Um, they they make it as easy as possible, but you definitely need to be prepared for one of these leagues. So. I, I went into it again, just feeling pretty good about my overall team. I obviously like the Lions, how they were set up in 2018. I made some moves to try to beef up um, running back spot and, and, and my tight end spot, so a couple, couple different positions, but I was definitely coming in this free agent looking for talent, but also taking swings on some players because obviously it's so deep that there wasn't a ton of talent there. But I'll highlight my top three guys that I got here in free agency and then move to 2020 draft. Um I was able to get Preston Williams, wide receiver that is now with the Miami Dolphins, made him a Detroit Lion. Um, Great contract for him. Four years, only $2 million, absolute steal. Now, Preston Williams has some has some drug and off-the-field issues that obviously worried me a little bit, but at that dollar amount, I mean, I couldn't believe that I was able to snag him. Nobody else got in on this bidding. Um, he turned out to be a really good player his rookie year, um, got injured. I think he tore his ACL, so we'll see how that hampers him heading into 2020. But um, he's a really dynamic player that got, you know, really pushed down. I think he was maybe even, was he undrafted or, or drafted really late? And uh, he just turned out to be much, much better than than that so far in his career. Now you got to worry about will the other issues creep back up? We'll wait and see. But as of now, he's a really great contract in this league, a really good player if he comes back off this injury. Um, was able to snag up Darren Waller. Nobody knew who this guy was last year. I had done some research on him, picked him up four years, gotten a little bit of a bidding war with somebody, but was glad to pick him up four years, 23 million bucks over those four years. So it works out to be about five, six million bucks a year. Um, tremendous. I mean, tight ends are very valuable in this league. I didn't have any good ones. You know, I didn't have Hawkinson, obviously, at this point, and the Lions had no other tight ends to speak of, so Darren Waller going to be my number one tight end, and he showed out. Absolutely incredible year. 
projected to be another really top tight end. Again, he has off the field issues, drug issues as well. Um, but you know, in this league, you got to take some chances as well as kind of just where he was at in his life. I felt like it was worth it. It's worked out really well. We'll see how it goes moving forward, but really excited to have Darren Waller for four years at that type of dollar amount. The other guy I wanted to highlight was Jimmy Ward. I was able to get him for three years, only a $3 million overall contract. So a million bucks a year for Jimmy Ward, the safety that plays for the 49ers. Uh, he, he's just a good defensive piece for me. He he always seemed to play well when he was out there. He has some injury issues here and there, but he uh, he scores in this league. He He's a still a pretty young player, so I was happy to add him as well. The, re- the rest of my free agents were either shots in the dark or guys I was trying to fill needs and holes as best I could, so I'll just run through these quickly. Um, Chester Rogers, wide receiver. Uh, Colts, Charles Clay, the tight end in Arizona. Tank Carradine, defensive end, Miami. Trey Edmonds, running back, Pittsburgh. Joe Williams, running back in the with the 49ers. Artavis Scott, uh, wide receiver, Chargers. Puna Ford, defensive tackle, Seahawks. Brent Hundley, quarterback, um, Arizona. And Lil Jordan Humphrey, wide receiver, Saints. So as you can see with all those guys, I mean, there, there isn't much to pick from. You're really trying to... Um, you know, I, just looking for a tight end. So I had to get Charles Clay, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to see, like, I remember I took Joe Williams total shot in the dark. He had not played in a year or so. Um, I was able to trade him right after I took him and he's never come back to play in the league. So that worked out for me. Same with Puna Ford. I like him as a football player, but I was able to take him and I think I traded him for a third round pick or a fourth round pick right after that. So that worked out as well. And some of the guys washed out. I mean, like I say, I don't think Chester Rogers has done much. Um, Artavis Scott hasn't done anything. Tank Carradine was a bust. Um, so it's kind of like the NFL in that realm that like you're, when you're digging for this talent, and with a low pool, you're going to miss on some players. Or you're going to have some guys that just never show up, never score points, never make plays on the football field, and you end up cutting them or kind of get rid of them. But none of those other guys I mentioned really cost me you know, much money in the grand scheme of things. So um, easy to move on from all those guys. Let's go ahead and talk about 2020. Uh, we recently did our rookie draft. Uh, like I say, probably the most fun fantasy league that I do. Um, you get to sit in that GM chair, watch the draft fall, uh, again, five rounds, 32 picks around, uh, you got to know your, know your stuff and be able to get people at good values. So always interesting to see who goes defense, who goes offense, who um, makes all these trades. There's tons of trades on the clock. It's craziness, but, um, at 220. The 20th pick in the second round, again, I didn't even have, I I traded my first round pick at 120 for TJ Hawkinson. So he's now on the Detroit Lions. Um, 220, I was able to get Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver from Minnesota. 305, I was able to get Quintez Cephas, wide receiver, Wisconsin, who's now a Detroit Lion on my team and the Lions, which is cool. Uh, 320, the 84th pick overall, I was able to get Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver, Michigan. 410. Um, the 106th overall pick, I was able to get Ashton Davis, safety from California. 418, I was able to get Neville Gallimore, interior defensive tackle, Oklahoma. 419, I was able to get Brandon Jones, safety out of Texas. 505, Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle, Missouri. 508, Curtis Weaver, edge player from Boise State. 
520. Hunter Bryant, tight end from Washington, who is an undrafted player for the Detroit Lions and now on my Lions team as well. And 531, Shaq Quarterman, linebacker, Miami. Now, a lot of people that check me out on Twitter, at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E on Twitter, know those were some of my favorite guys. Um, before the draft in real life, and I, that's similar how I do it when I do these. Like I obviously know how people score and and who I need to fill holes, but I'm definitely going to focus on some of the players that I liked in the draft process and that I put stock in. So really feel good about this draft class. That's a lot of players, a lot of cheap football players. Again, Tyler Johnson cost me $1.3 million this year um, as my top you know, paid rookie and then my lowest one, Shaq Quarterman, is only going to cost 700000 this first year. So 731000 So like I say, you learn how to balance budgets, how to sort of uh, figure out all that dollars and cents stuff. But just got to give good football players and be patient. You know, a lot of these guys may not ball out year one, but I'm just going to hang on to them and be excited about them moving forward. 2020 Oak Detroit Lions free agent class. Again, as you can imagine, I've kept most of my the Detroit Lions for 2018. I've supplemented with a draft and free agent class. Now I got another draft class, so not a ton of room on my team. I came in needing a, a, a running back. I needed a, a corner, basically. I wanted a, a, another depth, young type receiver with upside, and I needed a linebacker. So um, I went out right off the bat, got Matt Burita. Now, again, as you're needs become less you have to spend more because there's less talent available too so I got Matt Burita four years um, 38.5 million over those four years so I think that works out to be around eight nine million dollars a year sounds expensive but also it's um, it's it's the market at this point it actually was a good good deal based on what others are paying for other running backs um, I got Jalen Ramsey. He's a Detroit Lion now. Four years, $38 million, so $8, $9 million a year for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, 25 years old, I believe, in the prime of his career. I was able to get Justin Coleman, the cornerback that plays for the Lions. Three years, $10 million bucks. so love that contract. Only about $3 million for him over the next three years. I think he'll be a great player in the slot and make a lot of plays on the football. Demarcus Robinson, the wide receiver with uh, Kansas City, I was able to get him on a four-year deal for $23.5 million. Uh, again, anybody in the Chiefs offense I like, I, I just felt like he was a young receiver with upside on a good offense. I feel like I took a shot. There wasn't much else to speak of. And then I rolled the dice on Oren Burks, the linebacker for the Packers. Uh, four years, $15 million overall, so only uh, you know, three, four, five million bucks a year for him. I loved him in the draft process. He's been hurt the last couple of years, hasn't done anything, but uh, I think that he could be really good as well. So um, th- that's kind of my 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 draft and free agents, you know, as it sits right now. Um, I've got a few more minutes here. Let me go ahead. I'll give you guys, this is my team as it sits right now. The Derek Oakry Detroit Lions heading into the 2020 season. Um, again, you don't know all the details, but I just hang with me. And, and this is kind of my overall roster. So um, my quarterback, I got Matt Stafford and I was able to trade for uh, Taysom Hill. So he's my backup. Uh, this league, you really need backup quarterback, but you don't have a ton of money to spend. So I was able to get Taysom Hill in a trade. Um, 
I'll have him this year. We'll see if I can extend him and keep him around. But obviously he does a lot in the run game and other things in case Matt Stafford was to get hurt. If not, you know, just play Stafford every week. My running backs, kind of a hodgepodge here of a couple guys you can count on and a bunch of shots in the dark. Uh, Joe Mixon and Kerryon Johnson are my starters. I'm still hanging on to Theo Riddick. I'm curious to see if he will latch on with the team here. Um, I have Collins. uh, Gosh, what is Alex Collins? Obviously, he was good in the league. Then he broke his leg. He's been out of the league a year, I believe now. Um, Thought he was going to come back. He's still unsigned. But, um, you know, again, shot in the dark there. Zigbo, my rookie I talked about. Um, Trey Edmonds, running back out of Pittsburgh that I talked about. I got in free agency. Matt Burita and Ido Smith, who I traded for. So, um, you know, some some real depth players there. Hopefully Mixon and Carrion will do some things and stay healthy. But um, between Ido, uh, Burita, and and possibly one of those other guys being decent, I should be able to get by a running back. at tight end, you know, this has become one of my strengths. It was definitely my weakness when it started, but I've got Darren Waller there, TJ Hawkinson, um, Drew Sample, the second-round pick that is with the Bengals, Isaac Nada, and Hunter Bryant. So kind of an interesting mix of young talent there at the tight end position. Moving over to the wide receivers, you know i got to start off my receivers with Odell Beckham Jr., who I made a trade for. He leads off my receivers. I've got Kenny Galladay. I've got John Ross, who I brought in via trade. Uh, Preston Williams, who I talked about. Golden Tate, who I just brought in this year on on a trade for a two-year deal. I I know he's old. I know he's not one of my favorites, to be honest. But um, I I feel like in a league like this, he can can get the football and make a few plays here probably this year. And then we'll see if I cut him before the 2021 season. Um, Then you get to my rookies, Tyler Johnson, Cephas, Peoples-Jones. I've also got Keelan Doss, the kid that came out last year, made a few waves with the Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders, um, and Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs, who I talked about. Matt Prater's my kicker. Defensive tackles, Christian Wilkins, Nathan Shepard for the Jets, Neville Gallimore, and Jordan Elliott, the two guys I drafted. My defensive ends, Deshaun Hand, Charles Amenehue, Austin Bryant, and Curtis Weaver. Austin Bryant, I was able to bring in this year. He's a guy that most people have written off. I think he may have a much bigger role from a rush perspective and from playing time perspective. So counting on Austin Bryant to show up here in 2020-2021. Uh, my linebackers, Devon Kennard, Jalen Ferguson, Oren Burks, uh, Okoronkwo, from, uh, he's with the Rams. He's, he's a good college player. He's been under the radar, been hurt, but now that they moved on from a couple players, I feel like Okoronkwo might uh, show up decent, and Quarterman, who I drafted. My safeties, you got to love my safety position. Tracy Walker coming into his own. I made a trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, so I got Minka back there. He balled out right after I traded for him. Jimmy Ward, and then my two rookies. I'm excited about Ashton Davis and Brandon Jones. Corner, you got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, put him at the top of my corner position. I still got um, Quandre Diggs, who they lift as a corner in this league for some reason, but um, I got him sitting there. Um, Justin Coleman, who I was able to add. I like him for the price that I paid. And then I got my my rookies. I got Julian Love, Oria Warrior, and David Long from Michigan. So, again, as you can see, I'm trying to build a balanced team, a young team, 
team with upside, but also enough football players that can slide in those starting spots and make plays. So that's my Derek Oakry Detroit Lions. I'm excited about them. It's been really fun to build that team. And we'll see where it goes. I, I really hope that it will uh, bear fruit. And uh, like I say, I've, I've been pretty competitive these past couple years, but injuries and things have got me. So heading into this year, I feel like it's my best team so far, both depth and with some of my top skill players. So hoping to uh, get that championship and do some things. So everybody, um, before I close it out, I'll just talk about a couple quick things fantasy related with the Detroit Lions. I've been writing multiple articles for USA Today Lions Wire. I usually focus on fantasy football um, with the Lions when I when I do those. So I've been doing draft and, and stat projections for who have I done so far? I think DeAndre Swift. I've done Kenny Galladay. I put out a Stafford article. I'm working on you know Hawkinson, Marvin Jones. Um, multiple other players for the Lions and then I'll have like my top tens coming out of who I think you know will be a top tens and running back receiver tight end all those important positions we head into the fantasy season for most people that are doing redrafts and whatnot so I love fantasy football any draft I can get in anybody out there listening ever wants to do a mock draft hit me up on Twitter I'll jump in a mock draft any day of the week and uh, for the Lions, I just think they're going to have a really explosive offense. I think you can look out for, um, you know, Marvin Jones. He's in a contract year, maybe have a have a big season. I think Hawkinson will take a big step up. Swift, I'm looking forward to be a dynamic rookie. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I could see having a little bit of a dip. You know, people are so high on him that I think it's going to be hard maybe to live up to expectations. But obviously, I like him as a player. And then... You've got uh, you got Matt Stafford, you know, the guy pulling the trigger, like, will Stafford completely ball out? Will any injury issues creep up on him? I think, you know, he's uh, he's going to be more than serviceable, be a really good player, put up uh, numbers. I just throw out my stats like it was hard to stat out Matt Stafford because I was like, I, I just don't know. Like, are they going to let him chuck the ball around the yard? Is he going to be, um, you know, handing it off more? It was hard to know. So. I think I put him at, I put Stafford at like 4,200. Sorry about that. We're actually just starting one of my uh, reality sports online auctions right now. That's the sound you just heard. So uh, the Stafford, I think I had at 4,200 yards, 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And I had him for a couple sneaky rushing touchdowns, which would be a surprise. Like, he's had a couple rushes here or there, but to see him get in the end zone either on QB sneaks or, or maybe some of those short yardage plays, I uh, had him for two rushing TDs, which might be uh, very generous, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited about the Lions offense, both in reality and in fantasy. Um, I think they could be dynamic, and, uh, and like I say, they can spread the ball around just sort of like with my fancy team. Like, I didn't want to be just good at a couple positions. I want to try to have a balanced team. I think that's what they're building as well. So hopefully uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. I know uh, there's a little bit of a different uh, – sorry, just trying to turn off these sounds. I got uh, these auction cashier sounds going from these uh, – <laughs> auctions that I just booted up on my other computers. So, um, like, like I said, appreciate you listening to the show. I know it was a different show. We talked about uh, 2021 NFL draft, which is off a lot of people's radar, but I thought, Hey, it'd be fun to do a show about that right now, just cause there's not a ton going on. And then for you, I think most of you that probably listen to the show, uh, 
that don't listen to my other podcasts have no idea about this team that I talked about. The uh, Reality Sports Online, we call it the RFL, the Reality Football League, about as close as you can get to sitting in a GM seat. So um, we have lots of different personalities and people in there. Everybody's building their team different ways. Everybody's uh, vying for talent, both in the draft, free agency. I mean, lots of trades. Um, I think in 2021, I've got two first-round picks and uh, – uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing who I can get there, and uh, you're always kind of building for the future as well as trying to win right now. So it's a, it's a heck of a league. Um, you know, I know some people. The minute they hear about it, they're like, ah, oh, it's way too, too much, too complicated. It's really not that, that complicated. Once you get going, you just sort of have to have a feel for your, your budget, your roster, the, the type of players you want to add, and then. You know, you, you trade as they come, you sort of make your team as it goes, and, and you just have a lot of fun with it. So it's a it's a great league, like I say, much better than all the standard Yahoo, ESPN, all those basic leagues you can do. Just challenges you and makes you feel like, now I really have a football team that I'm building here that's deep and that's, um, you know, tough, but also it's, it's not like I'm sitting here grinding away at night trying to figure out all these different details. Like it's basically like you just, you draft, you, you get people in the free agent auction and then you trade during the year and you try to put out the best roster you can. Um, the, the league, you know, like the divisions are the actual divisions. So Packers, Vikings, and Bears is, is who I got to buy against in the NFC North. And then we mirror up the, the schedules as well. So even though it's a fantasy football schedule of, I think, 12, 13 weeks, whatever it is, um, first week I'm playing the Bears, you know, um, just like in real life. So it just really has that fun feel of about as close as you can get to a real fantasy league. And um, like I say, hopefully I'll be bringing home a, a championship for the Detroit Lions in that league. Uh, and hopefully they'll do that on the actual football field as well. But uh, everybody, that's all I got today for Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um We'll be coming back uh, as we get closer here. Hopefully there'll be positive news coming out about the uh, the NFL season and who these people are going to be, uh, who these teams are going to be bringing in. Hopefully we'll see some roster movement as well as uh, let, let's just get some preseason games. Let's get two preseason games going and uh, let's get closer to September where we're playing actual football. Like that's my goal is just no fans, whatever they got to do. I just want football right there as scheduled. Um, and and hope we'll, we'll get to that. I know there's probably going to be some bumps in the road, but I believe BLEAV that it can happen. So thanks, everybody. Check this out. Share it with a friend. Check you next week right here on Monday, right here on Believe in Lions. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.